Hello and welcome to the Desperate and Appalling podcast series. My name is Paul Sloan and together with my co-author Des McHale we've written a number of books ranging from uh, lateral thinking puzzles, mathematical lateral thinking puzzles, world's best word puzzles, one, two, three, four, wacky, witty and wonderful words are some of the books we've written. And in this series of podcasts, we chat about puzzles, situations, words, anything that takes our fancy. So please sit back, enjoy the podcast, and if you like it, come back and listen to some more. So it's another podcast for Desperate Des and Appalling Paul. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about our book, World's Best Word Puzzles. How are you today, Des? Very well, and uh, looking forward to this because uh, I, I love puzzles, I love language, and I think really we should concentrate on the extraordinary richness of language especially the english language because the the treasures that are there are absolutely wonderful and most people just speak the language they don't think of the the wonderful treasures that are lying underneath that's right but before we go into the treasures of the english language uh, can you just reprise the puzzle that we set at the end of last week's show oh yes last week's puzzle uh, was something like um two people buy something uh, that was very expensive and they like to look at it but they look at it only twice a year what and that's in the book on. remarkable lateral thinking puzzles by paul sure. sloan and des McHale. so i'm sure our listeners have been uh, chewing over that one uh, we'll give them the answer at the end of the show shall we let them chew over it a bit longer okay okay i'd like to start with a a riddle for you what is it that a dog does that a man steps into pants i tried that on my grandson and he said the obvious answer and what's lovely about that puzzle is that there is an obvious answer and then there is a secondary satisfying answer yeah it's a lovely riddle but it's fairly well known i mean i've got a very bad habit of knowing almost all riddles because i'm not good at working them out so an alternative is to find all the answers and then pretend that you've just worked it out that's right that's what i did there now i did hear a story this week which i thought would tickle you you may not know it and it concerns Max Miller, the old comedian. And in the 1950s, the BBC was very censorious and it would not allow a song, a certain song by Cliff Richard or Perry Como even. And anything which had an offensive word in um, would not be allowed on the BBC and was banned. And certainly any strong swear words were not allowed. And Max Miller was commissioned to do a comedy sketch on the BBC radio. And his friend said to him, I'll bet you can't get the F word into the show. And he thought about this and he accepted the bet. He was going to try and get the F word on air on the BBC radio show. Uh, anyway, he did, the, the show went out and it involved a sketch with a man going to the optician. And the optician said, right, will you just sit there and read the words on this chart? And the man sat down and he said, A, that's right, uh, X, yes, P, yes, k and the optician said no he said it's not k it's f the man said no i can it's clearly k and the optician said no it's f the man said it's k and the optician said that's very odd because where i see f you see k (laughs) and it got past the censors and it went out and i think that's a very very clever way of overcoming that restriction of course the f word i mean if i was being that bet, i'd say well any four letter word beginning with f will fit the bill <laughs> okay so we wrote a book called words world's best word puzzles uh published by logic press in ireland and it's available on amazon all good bookstores and it contains lots of words uh, and, and in the form of puzzles so we ask a question 
uh, and then you have to find the answer and and they are geographical words punctuation anagrams palindromes and mighty words and mighty words are words which contain some particular particularly uh, remarkable attribute for example what is the longest word which can be formed with just two letters each of which may be repeated the longest word which has just two letters which can be repeated as many times as you want i give up i have to write the book but i can't remember you can't remember that one <laughs> well we put down d did d e e d e d six letters but only uses two um, and the longest word which can be formed with just three letters which may be repeated we came up with assesses eight letters a-S-S-E-S-S-E-S. -S -S -E -S -S -E -S. So there's a lot of words like that which have peculiar qualities of being the, the longest or the best or the only. Yeah. It reminds me of the old joke of what's the longest sentence you can form with just three letters? Not repeat it. And the uh, answer uh, is, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that a long sentence? <laughs> well, yeah. we're both married men, we should know. Yeah. I know, I know. What is the longest word containing just one vowel used once? You must know this one. This is a, a peculiar word. It's a very common word. It's a word that's used. It's only got one vowel. It doesn't have a Y in it. It has one vowel and it's nine letters long. And the word is strengths. Thanks, of course, yes. I mean, I know all these things, but just remembering them, it's like being on a quiz. You know, it's very hard to remember them. But my particular uh, favourite, I think, among words is anagrams. And I spent half my life just looking at words and wondering about anagrams, uh, what anagrams can be made for them. And just the other morning, this, this is quite new now, there was a little book beside my bed, a notebook, and it said notes on the cover. And I just wondered, can I make any anagrams from notes? And then I suddenly thought, stone, that's very good. And, and then tones. And uh, yeah, that, that was the next one I thought of. So I had three now. So I went downstairs and I said to my wife, can you make um, an anagram for the word notes? And she said, onset. <laughs> but it, it's quite amazing, the richness. You know, there's four right away from, from a common word. And I, I've come up with a new concept. I don't think you particularly like it, but it's maybe it's, it's maybe mathematical, and that's why I like it. And that's the notion of a derangement anagram. And a derangement anagram is one where every letter is moved to some other position. So, for example, a two-letter word is easy, no and on. Um, three letters, eat and t, each letter is moved. And then four-letter word, I mean, every time I see a stop sign, I think of stop, pots, um, tops, ops. I mean, it's amazing. There are five anagrams there, but pots and stop are derangement anagrams because each letter of stop is moved to form pots. And what I've done is I've extended this to three, four, five, six, seven, and I can go all the way up as far as 14 different letters. Wow. And that's quite astonishing. Again, I, I emphasize the extraordinary richness of language that we take for granted. There are just so many possibilities that we never look at. So what's your favorite anagram from the book? Favorite anagram from the book? One of my favorites is cart horse, which is an anagram of orchestra. Oh, orchestra, very nice, very Can you nice. I mean, there's, there's... cart horse is an anagram of orchestra. They're so connected, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the way some people play. I also think palindromes are absolutely wonderful. And I'm just going to make the point. It's a pity that in school, teachers of English or teachers of language do not emphasize this 
fun aspect of words because people use words just to communicate with, but they rarely think of the intrinsic fun that's to be had in just looking at words and analyzing them. And I think it's very good for the mind. And as you get older, I think looking at words, I mean, people who do crosswords almost automatically look at words and look for anagrams or look for splitting the word up into little bits that they can make meaning of. And it's something people should do more rather than just lang use language to communicate. It's true. Talking of the, the cart horse, and okay, reminds me of the story of the cat that could play the piano. Do you know that story? And the cat could play the piano. He was a brilliant pianist. And, and the mm -hmm. chap invited his friend around. He said, my cat can play the piano. And his friend said, I don't believe you. And he, the cat sat at the piano. He played Fur Elise. He played it beautifully. And he said, can he play it? And he played a piece by list of marvellous. And then the man said, and he's, he's composed some of his own pieces. And the man said, surely not, the guest. Uh, he said, play one of his own. And uh, the cat played a, a wonderful piece of music, his own composition. And the guest said, that is so wonderful. It should be orchestrated. And the cat jumped up, <laughs> ran out of the window, just dashed out of the window, was never seen again. <laughs> very good. I like that. <laughs> but to get back to palindromes, I think palindromes are very clever. I have a friend who lives in New York who does palindromes, which are hundreds and thousands of letters long. The trouble is it's very hard to get natural sounding ones, ones that fit in with that are grammatical and that actually are words that are commonly used. And one of my favorites is a person who had warts Somebody said you can cure warts, you know, by rubbing them with straw. And he said, straw? No, too stupid a fad. I put soot on warts. And that's an actual palindrome. That's an absolutely beautiful palindrome. All the words make sense. The story is a bit unlikely, but I mean, it's quite natural. There's nothing contrived there. And it's very hard to get long palindromes, which actually make sense and sound natural. And that's well, one we've of got them. a few in the book. One of my favorite is live dirt up a sidetrack carted is a putrid evil and that is a 39 letter palindromic sentence but the longest one we've got is 49 letters and it goes like this doc note i dissent a fast never prevents fatness i diet on cod and that backwards says exactly the same that's beautiful. That is very good. But uh, I think people should concentrate more on meaning and naturalness rather than just the length of it, because yes. you can get arbitrary long ones just by pinning words together, which are actually palindromes. There are very few actually palindromic words in the English language. I mean, Rotovator, I think, is one of the longest. That's got nine letters. And uh, you've got a few names like Bob and things like that. You've also got mirror palindromes, such that they look the same backwards and forwards, but they look the same in a mirror, which is very difficult to do. I think the longest one we know is Toot Toot, which toot, is a noise toot, yes. yeah, that, 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 that a train makes. But you're now bringing geometric constraints in. And again, there are lovely geometric problems with letters, letters that are, consist of straight bits. And there's only one number that consists of straight bits when written out in the English language. And it's got the same number of straight bits as are in the number itself. And it's 29. Is that right? That's a really difficult puzzle, I think. You know, you could spend a lot of time working at that and not getting it out. But, you know, you just wonder who made these things up. I mean, people who are, I mean, you used to say people in jail. Uh, you, you can see now why they were put in jail in the first place for making up puzzles like that. I think it's, it's, it's a wonderful mental exercise. It need not have any purpose or any function just to make up puzzles themselves. So we've got some uh, geographical words in here, and these are... Uh country names or city names which have peculiar qualities such as which is the only country whose single word name contains all five vowels so it's a single word country 
and it's got all five vowels in the name. And you can use this in a pub quiz and you can set it to people who think they know a lot about trivia yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. they will it will stump them for a long yeah. time. But it's it, a country you've heard of. Is it Mozambique? It, it is Mozambique, yes. Mozambique, it has yeah. all five vowels and it's a single word country. So give me one of your favourites from the book. My favourites have got to do with not repeating letters. So the longest word you can make not repeating letters. For 14 letters, you get ambidextrously and hydropneumatic, but there are 15s, uncopyrightable and dermatoglyphics, 15 letters of the alphabet, not repeated in a meaningful word that's in dictionaries. That's some feat to actually do that. And I used to set that as a problem for my classes. Start off with two letters, with three letters, with four letters, with five letters, and it just gets increasingly difficult. But by the time you get up to 14 and 15, you've really got to be very ingenious. That's my type of puzzle. I think it's because I'm a mathematician. I think things like that are very, very mathematical, the non-repetition of letters. And that, that sort of puzzle is uncopyrightable. Did you know that? You can't copyright something that, like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. I read recently of a town which claims to be the longest town name which has no letter repeated. And it's a town in Australia called Falconbridge. That's very nice. And it, that is 12 letters with no letter repeated, Falcon yeah. Bridge. You can make these puzzles more specific, let's say for a pub quiz. You could say, what's the longest uh, such town in England, in Scotland, in Ireland? And that makes it local and that makes it, I think, quite more interesting. Which is the longest name of a country containing alternating consonants and vowels, such as Canada or Mexico? They've both got alternating consonants and vowels. And is the longest one is quite surprising. Is it United Arab Emirates? It is. It is yeah, United yeah. Arab Emirates, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. 18 letters alternating consonants and vowels. Now, here's one for you that I just thought of that you may not know. What is the longest name of a country in the world? Uh, the longest name of a country in the world, I believe, is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Absolutely. That's lovely. Most people wouldn't realize that, you know, they know the answer, but they don't know that it is the answer. No. And people in the UK call it the UK or they call it Great Britain or Britain. And nobody says the United Kingdom of Great Britain <laughs> and Northern Ireland. But that defines the actual state very, very clearly. Well, by the time you've said that, San Marino have scored a goal against you. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a joke for us this week, uh, Des? Um, do I have a joke? Um, yes, I have a joke somewhere, but I can't remember what it is. Um, <laughs> we'll give you a moment. Oh, yes. I just remembered a joke from Ken Dodd. He was worried because his, his wife's underclothes have just been stolen from the clothesline. He said he didn't miss the knickers so much, but it was the 15 clothes pegs that really worried him. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. That's a dreadful joke, but I think it's very beautiful. I mean, that's a typically, Ken Dodd can tell almost anything, but because he was Ken Dodd and because he was a nice guy and he wasn't a nasty guy, he could get away with almost anything. And that's the secret of a good comedian, I think. So what word contains six letters? Yeah, if you take away one letter, you're left with 12. Can't remember. This is more of a riddle than a pure word puzzle, but what word contains six letters? Yet, if you take away one letter, you're left with 12. And the answer me. is dozens. Oh, yes. Very nice. Very dozens. Nice. You take away the S and you're left with dozen, yeah. which is 12. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are a few trick questions in, in the book like that, too. But yeah. there are a lot yeah. of great words. I, I also like uh, puzzles about punctuation, 
because I think it's something that maybe is difficult to sort of actually say verbally. But one of my favorites is boys and girls are asked to punctuate the following sentence. Woman without her man is a savage. That's a terrible thing to say about woman. It is. Well, you can punctuate it in two ways. Woman without her man is a savage or woman without her man is a savage. And yes. boys tend to punctuate it one way and girls the other. And uh, that's why punctuation is important and putting apostrophes in the right place is important. And, and they say it's the difference between knowing your shit and, and knowing your shit. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, there was a famous court case, remember, where somebody was actually executed for murder. It all came down to just one sentence. And he says, let him have it. The policeman asked for the gun and one shouted, let him have it, Jake. It was Derek yeah. Bentley. That was yeah, the famous, right. famous Bentley yeah. case. I think that's quite incredible because, I mean, the punctuation there or the phraseology or just the very use of the phrase would belong to a certain class of people as a person. And I don't think any linguists were called in as expert witnesses there. But I mean, to me, I think if you say let him have it, that did mean that he was actually was inviting him to shoot him. But the defense counsel said, give it to him, let him have it. And it just shows that the ambiguity in language could actually cost somebody their life. I'm amazed that the jury found him guilty on that basis because it's just, it's very ambiguous. Absolutely. That statement, let yeah. him have it. Yeah, yeah. I also like technical things that which are called lipograms, and that is things which leave out uh, certain letters or leave out certain phrases and words. If you look at a very well-known nursery rhyme, Old Mother Hubbard, Old Mother Hubbard, she went to the cupboard, et cetera, et cetera. Hand that to people written down and say, what's peculiar about this? And everybody knows it so well, they don't see anything peculiar about it. But if you examine it carefully, you'll find that it's a big, long verse, and yet it does not use the letter I even once. And most people wouldn't spot that because they're not it's, it, A lipogram is a, um, a text which omits a certain letter. People have written the whole book with, without using the, the letter E. But That's Old right. Mother Hubbard, yeah. I'll, I'll read it just so that listeners know. Old Mother Hubbard, she went to the cupboard to get her poor dog a bone. But when she got there, the cupboard was bare, and so the poor dog got none. There is no I in that long statement. Unfortunately, she hadn't heard about Meals on Wheels, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the nice things, I think, is that as time goes on, you can improve on certain puzzles. You write down something. That's why in our book we said, look, if you're a reader and you come up with a better solution, we won't be at all upset. We'd be very glad to hear from you. And it's very nice that people can say, OK, I think I can do better than that. I think it's something one should look at. It's very hard to get the best possible solution of a word puzzle because there could be something obscure or something unusual lying around the corner that you just didn't think of at the time. What's the longest word which forms another word when it loses its first letter? It's one of the questions in the book. And the answer is predetermination, which forms redetermination when it loses its first letter. But we've also got, believe it or not, What's the longest sentence, which remains a sentence when every word loses its first letter? And the answer we give in the book is this strange sentence. Show this bold Prussian that praises slaughter. Slaughter brings rout. And if you take off the first letter of every word, you get how his old Russian hat raises laughter. Laughter rings out. Slaughter becomes laughter. That's wonderful. What word starts with an E, ends with an E, and contains just one letter? I think that's envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't catch you out. 
Well, I've got the book here and I'm thumbing through it madly looking for answers. I also like little known words, words that, you know, it's very, I have a sort of reverse dictionary at home. And that is, it'll give you the meaning and then it'll give you the word for it. But it's very difficult. Well, maybe with Google, it's quite easy, but it's very difficult to actually get a word for certain things. And the name of the little channel from the human nose down to the mouth, that's called the philtrum. Most people don't know that. And the little plastic piece at the end of your shoelace. Well, let's see if, how long it takes people to work that one out. I have no idea. I think it's called an aglet. I also like unusual ones like which word is common to most languages? And there's a reason for it, I suppose. There are two candidates for that. Taxi is probably the answer in the book. Yes. But yeah. OK is very well known in many languages. Yeah, but is OK a word? Well, that's a good question. Is it an abbreviation yes, or yes, is it a yes. word? Is, is yes. it debatable? It's, the origin of it is supposed to be an Irishman. This is correct now. I'm not a joke. Sounds like a joke. Who wrote all correct on, on every instrument that he um examined so okay uh, all correct i don't believe a word that is it. true that is that is in most books that is given as the correct derivation of that particular term i also like anagrams where the actual anagram is something which is closely resembles the original in meaning mother-in-law the best anagram of that is woman hitler <laughs> now that's you nasty. get us banned from, from the radio <laughs> yeah, well. you are. okay so would you like me to give the answer to that puzzle that we had at the very beginning because I yes think it's please a very, it's, it's about a the couple who, who buy something very expensive which they like to look at but they only look at it twice a year is that what's the answer well the or the answer or one answer is that's a very beautiful and very expensive painting that they buy but of course, if they keep it in their own house, they're going to have all sorts of security problems that may get stolen. So they lodge it in a gallery and then they go to the gallery, which has security twice a year, just to look at their own painting. There's something nice about that. I mean, it means they're sharing the thing they like to look at so much with other people. And yet they're also getting the benefit of themselves and it's secure and safe and it's there whenever they want it. Very, very good. OK, so. Let's leave listeners with a couple of puzzles from the book. The book is called World's, World's Best Word Puzzles by Paul Stone and Desmond Hale. And here are a couple. What word starts with seven consonants and ends with nine? What word starts with seven consonants and ends with nine? And the other question I will ask is, the six letter name of which country contains seven numbers? The six-letter name of which country contains seven numbers? We'll leave those for people to think about. You can always get the book if you're desperate to get the answer, or you can listen in to our next podcast. Hats. Think hats. <laughs> <laughs> I think devious clues is a lovely thing to do. I mean, misleading clues are wonderful, but a devious clue can be as hard to interpret as the original problem. Any other favourite words to leave us with? I still think alphabet is one of the most beautiful and one of the most useful words you can possibly have. And the only reason I said that is because I'm thumbing to the book and alphabet is the first word that came up and I was desperate for something to say. And where does the word alphabet come from? Well, it comes from the Greek alphabet, alpha and beta. The first two very... letters in the Greek alphabet. And as you say, there's no particular reason why the alphabet should be in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Des, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. Thank you.